We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. friends welcome to pod mavericks after dark free agency night one edition i'm kirk henderson editor-in-chief over at mavsmoneyball.com thanks so much for hanging out with me you'll you'll notice my ambiance my my camera quality is garbage and that's because my wife did not give a shit that it was free agency and our office is adjacent to our uh, bedroom so i'm down here in the kitchen making do with what i can and much like the dallas mavericks making do with what i can the the mavericks opened up free agency took about an hour um took about an hour for the mavericks to come to terms with kyrie irving a three-year 126 million dollar deal with year three being a player option uh, we're going to talk about this deal quite a bit tonight, so I don't want to necessarily get into the weeds right now. Uh, I will specifically note that I do tend to agree with the immediate criticism from non-Mavericks people that the Mavericks were bidding against no one. Um, no one. I mean, there was no one on the market that wanted Kyrie Irving. Uh, so all the leverage, all that he was going to meet with such and such today was essentially, hello, sorry, my dog just ran in through the dog door like a lunatic. Um, the it was essentially the, the agent leveraging uh, whatever she could. His agent uh, is his stepmother and sort of creating leverage out of thin air, which is what the, you know, what an agent is supposed to do. Now, what I particularly find interesting about that is, is the sense that it worked. Uh, when you're working with a player kind of as mercurial as Kyrie Irving, I think there's a sense of you want to pay him something that 
you know, he was eligible for the max, a five-year, $271 million deal. He was eligible of uh, for a salary north of $50 million a year. And in a different environment, had, you know, certain off-course incidents not occurred, he probably would have gotten it from the Mavericks or from someone or from the Nets. But he's just had a really rocky few years. So instead, you come down to three years, $126 million, roughly $42 million a year. No, I mean, it is $42 million a year, though the way the salary will be steeped, it'll probably be, you know, a, a 8% growth year over year with the first year being whatever it is. Um, you want to be able to pay him something that essentially comes down to him feeling respected, which I think is important. Uh, I don't. I still don't entirely understand, though, why that means you have to give him all the years and the player option in particular. Uh, he's 30-year-old, small guard, history of injuries, some of them really, truly freak, which I think is is a fair enough um, fair enough thing to, to consider. It, you know, he might be super healthy this year. It, this year just might be different. Um, it, according to Tim McMahon, it seems that Luca basically, you know, made a call in to him and, and – suggested that the Mavericks needed him, which I think is true. You you make the trade that they did last year. You trade a 2029 unprotected first rounder. You kind of have to go in and, and go ahead and make that trade. Um, I kind of thought the Mavericks might be done for the night, which was interesting. And then news broke roughly 90 minutes ago because it's 1030 uh, for those listening on a podcast. It's 1030 on Friday night on June 30th and – Sorry, my dog is drinking water. Just just top quality podcasting. Uh, only the best from you guys here at Mavs Moneyball. Um, the Mavericks signed uh, old Maverick, thrice now Maverick. Seth Curry agrees to terms with the team. He joined the team in 2016, and I want to say it was 2019 as well. Uh, all on very reasonable uh, terms. He joins using the, what is it called, the BAE? Uh, it's a little over $4 million. I mean, for a movement shooter, and and statistically speaking, the literal best shooter in NBA history, fine, fine. Um, it doesn't fill any of the Mavericks' needs whatsoever. They they desperately need a, a position. Now, hear me out, guys. Let me know if you've ever heard of this position before. It's referred to as a forward. Um, we've not had one of those in quite some time. Uh, particularly last year, the Mavericks finished the year with Reggie Bullock playing uh, power forward at some point when I would argue he is, is basically a shooting guard. Um, okay. So, so that's sort of the, the gist of the show. We got a fair number of people in here. I, I do want it noted that this is a, 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 a therapy uh, or a part Mavs party, depending on how you want to, to go with it. And if you would like to join the show in the comments of the YouTube channel, there is a link I'm going to post it again. It will take you to the StreamYard waiting room. If you want to come up and talk, we'll talk. I'll get through most people tonight. I don't have anything to do. It's Friday night. What am I going to do? I'm a married guy with kids. Like, what? nothing happens. Um, I got three people already waiting. But if you got takes off, we'll try to get through as many people as we can, assuming your internet is functional. Just be listening for your name, and I will bring you up here, and we will hang out for a little while. Coming up first is uh, my friend Brian, Mavs Moneyball staffer. Brian Zillum, what's going on, dude? It's Friday. Uh, I think the free agency crap has finally stopped, Chief. Uh, For the how, night? I mean, you, you think we won't get stuff until like 1 or 2 in the morning? I do. Well, I mean, what what shoes are the drop at this point? I mean, we've got Lopez. That's a big one. Grant Williams. Reeves, potentially. But, I mean, 
that's pretty much it, right? I mean, the Troy Browns of the world signed before Kyrie Irving, which is just completely nutty to me. Like, just... Yeah, and so you and I were kind of talking about that in Slack, and it's kind of worth revisiting that conversation because I think it's a kind of conversation that you're going to be having, you, meaning Mavs fans of right. the world, are going to be having with friends who are less diehard than you. Let me just walk everyone through how this goes. Despite all of the precautions and the the basically threats of fines and everything that's going on in the NBA world, deals are still done before the NBA free agency moratorium period kicks off. Deals can't actually be signed for like a week, but now everybody's legally allowed to talk. That implies that there's no illegal dis- talking going on, let alone legal talking within your own free agents. Like the Mavericks have been allowed to talk to Kyrie Irving for some time. Sure. And so what I think happened today, and this is just my opinion, I have zero sourcing to back this up, but Kyrie's representation essentially spooked the Mavericks into offering probably their fallback position. I'm pretty sure they could have gotten Kyrie Irving for two years, uh, mm. probably same years or probably same like basic calorie uh, salary structure, roughly $40 million. But my opinion is I think they could have gotten him for two years. Now, one of the things you were very frustrated about in our Slack is, and this is true, Kyrie Irving sort of beget everything else that needs to happen for the offseason. So the thought process becomes, is it worth it for the Mavericks to go ahead and give him that player option deal and deal with it down the road? They clearly determined, yes, I am not the GM. I am not currently in a position to second guess that. Bill Simmons guessed three years, 120 million a week ago. So to end at three years, 126, when I was sort of my like upset position was going to be, you know, four years, 215, because Oof. that was that that was the, the four year max. Like, yeah. So to, to end up where they are, and granted, it's not my money, it's not our money, but it does affect team building. Sure. So I, I think with where they are, considering the, the chips that they pushed into the table, I think I think I'm okay with it. What what, what about you, Brian? <sighs> I don't love the player option. I don't I kind of just it kind of gives me this we kind a weird pit in my stomach in about a year and a half. We're gonna do this weird song and dance with Kyrie again. Maybe in a year, depending on what like headspace he's in. You know what I mean? Like that does kind of super it's super worrisome. But to me, if this was part of the leverage ploy, you know, if Bill Simmons is correct, where if this year three I I think it was not only the year three, but I think that player option heavily played into Kyrie's leverage, I think, because I I fear like I I I'm just speculating here and just I have not seen anything, but sure. I, I think this was the Mavericks did not want to say Kyrie no, because if they say no, then he's liable to, you know, go off and do Kyrie type things and say, well, right. maybe do you just... want him entering the season pissed off about no. the contract that he signed. God, no, no, absolutely not. You're already kind of in oh. a horrible situation. I mean, where... like you traded for this. Yes. Like, that's the real fucking thing. So it's like, if you don't like this, and I understand that we have people on the Maz Moneyball staff who do not like this deal. They didn't like it in March and in February. Right. So 
it's you got to be consistent if you don't like this now but you liked the deal then i i don't understand how you would reach that conclusion like you don't go in for like you're in for a penny and you're in for a pound so to speak when it comes to Kyrie Irving absolutely and at this point you have to dance with the devil that you can't you came to dance with and like in a vacuum the money i don't I, you know, I was fearful that they were the Mavericks were going to be foolish enough and give him four years and two hundred million, and they didn't. So I, and in in a vacuum, that's a win, right? But just the fact that him potentially holding you up and you lost out on not only you know your A to B, but you lost on your C D F type people that you could have. Not that Torian Prince was going to move the needle. Not that Troy Brown was going to move the needle. I quite frankly think the Bruce Brown stuff was kind of more lip service than anything. I never thought that was a realistic option for the Mavs, but you know that it sucks to miss out on these guys. And, you know, you've got, these are useful people that you could have used to upgrade it uh, on the roster. The Seth Curry move is intriguing, I suppose, because, Yes, you add more shooting, but I mean, this was already like a historical good offensive team ever. So, like, sure. what that's it's, it seems a little tad redundant. And I even asked, uh, you know, Matthew in our Slack channel, you know, doesn't Curry on the team potentially hinder uh, Jaden Hardy's minutes? To me, not if we play five guards, Luca at center, let's play a whole bunch <laughs> of fucking short dudes. We're gonna run out. Like the Rick Carlisle <laughs> dream lineup <laughs> of his dream, that's gonna be great. I can't yeah. wait. Uh, Dude, like like Jaden Hardy power forward. Like that's that's what the future that we have. Yeah, and it is interesting how the um, based on everything, like the fans vibe, and then what the message from the front office. You know, we were going to get better, bigger defensively. Like there was going to be We changes. still could. I don't know how, but we still oh, could. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's – I'm just kind of going with my gut here. I wonder if that Bogdanovich TH day trade is still potentially on the well, table. So, so this is the thing I think you got to remember because it's day one, and people tell me this too. Yeah. I don't believe they're anywhere close to done because here's the deal. We make jokes about this, but they don't have any small forwards on the lineup. Like that's not right. – they have no small forwards. Well, no, that's not true. They just have – um. Uh, Omax. Omax. Omax yeah. is the only one, though. Like, you need right. some depth in forward. And is there a Grant Williams deal out there? It, it, it's it's really something. Like, there, I, I think that there's still options that are out there for the Mavericks. And it's mainly a matter of seeing what they can try to get done is, is sort of where I settle. For, for sure. And I, the circle, full circle back to the Kyrie stuff, that's the thing that kind of sucks now because – even those like the Grant Williams that you could potentially entertain, he's going to get money wet by somebody and the Mavericks can't do anything about that. It's like, you know, kind of the same thing with Bruce Brown. Like sure. they could, they couldn't offer Bruce Brown $23 million a year. They didn't have the space for it. They could have. Yeah. Him- but I mean, when, when you go through the guys that were signed today, like outright, is there anybody that I really wish they would have gotten? There's perhaps one in Torian Prince. That's about all this free agent class sucked on its face. For sure. And and that's sort of like you got to kind of come back to that and say, all right, well, what were the Mavericks doing any differently? Uh, I still think there's a lot of opportunity for trades and things of that nature, to, you know, as, as we move ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'd be I, I'd be lying to myself if I say, I, you know, I would have liked the idea of Gabe Vincent on this team. 
Right. I think that would have been really fun. Like he's a guy. I mean, uh, Rui was obviously a guy that like I would have okay. hated Rui. Like, oh yeah, no, guys that I know I would have hated in it. Yeah, day. for sure. So like he would have been Christian Wood 3.0 probably. So that's not much to cry home about. I mean, obviously sure. the, the most interesting names is I think I even joked to folks in the uh, Slack channel, like maybe the Mavs should just quadruple down and just go after Brooke Lopez at this point. Why not? Like, I mean, no, because, uh, and, and where they really run into challenges at the moment is they have five kind of bleh centers on the <laughs> roster. Um, that Like that's a different, I'm trying to, I had the list someone list somewhere that just really, really, really made me laugh. Um, so you got Maxi Kleba on the roster. Maybe. You got Derek Lively on the roster. You have Dwight Powell, who everyone and their uncle has said is coming back. Uh, JaVale McGee and Rashawn Holmes. <laughs> I, I don't uh, have a problem. Like, together, they're one hell of a center, is what right. I'll say. <laughs> so, uh, um, so are, are the members going to end up using this MLE on yeah. Powell? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they will. You never let resources go to waste. Now, might they have to overpay? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. So, so can, well, can we still like? I guess in a vacuum, we could still be happy about how. I'm they quite, I mean, I'm quite happy. I am right. just not where I'm. Where I and, and you know, I think I want. I got it because I have now. I have seven people waiting. I want to talk yeah, about yeah, this I'll, with different people. Where I'll, I'm kind I'll, of curious about is what is the overarching plan? What right? What is the plan? Because over the last couple of days, one of the things people have said to me is like. I'm not sure that Derek Lively, you know, even Coop, Chuck Cooperstein was like, well, maybe it's a red shirt year for Derek Lively. I'm sorry. You don't fucking tank and then pick a guy at 12 and then say he's, um, he's going to red shirt for the year. Not a thing. Can I go, can I, can I go off here for a second? Like you do not draft him to like not play him. That is so absolutely fucking stupid. Like you can't like, I, again, I think you and I have committed kid several times on how he brought around yep. brought Hardy along I, last yeah. season, but you cannot like, that's completely, it's a um, malpractice of resources. If you're doing that. Because, and I don't think they do do that. It was just right. a, like, it was just a batshit thing for someone to say out loud where it's like, well, what if we just didn't really play the first, like the guy that we had told Luca we had to go get. Cause that's what you did. Like you <laughs> said, we gotta, we need to get this pick. We're going to use it. But Brian, right. hey, man, thanks for kicking us off. Yes, buddy. All right. Talk soon. Be good. Yes. All right. Coming up next is my man, Leo. Leo, what is going on? Hello. Can y'all hear me great? I can hear you pretty well. All right. Uh, So uh, did you enjoy yourself in Mexico first off? Um, yes and no. I was sick for like most of the trip. Ooh. That and the food was terrible. At, at where I went. So it's like those two things together is just a little rough. Wait, how'd you get bad food in Mexico? Where'd you go? I, my wife picked the place, man. I'm mean, hopefully she doesn't listen to this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I told she you, knows I ran it about the food. <laughs> oh God. Well, uh, back to map stuff. I mean, sure. one of the contributors from Mavs Moneyball, uh, Matthew Phillips himself had tweeted out earlier today. Like, I don't think, I think we might've underestimated how much this front office is, uh, going to put on top of our rookies like Omax to play heavy minutes starting off their career. I mean, because... I just don't have a problem with it. I, I the, the Luca, I personally believe with eight, like he missed the first eight games. We lost all eight of those games. He sat for rest when he was not hurt. 
if you play Luca, you win four of those games. We make the fucking playoffs. So I think with a very similar team from last year, throw in some rookies. The rookies are going to make mistakes. No bigger mistakes than JaVale McGee. You know, I, I, it's just, it's, it's one of these things where uh, I'm fine with rookies playing. Now rookies are going to foul a lot. Like Derek Lively has, is a fouling problem, but I'm okay. I, I just, I would rather see rookies make mistakes than see guys I've seen for the past five years play again. That's just me. Uh, it looks like Tim Cato is about to give you a really bad afternoon on there. Is, uh, is, is Tim down below? I, I see him in the chat. Is yeah. He down there waiting to, he's not, he hasn't requested to speak yet. So that worked. You know. <laughs> um, but I mean, how much of this gets fixed if we move Luca up a spot in the size and like in the position charts? Like, is it crazy to say we start playing Luca defensively at the four or the three? And does that open up like a little bit better like size options for us? Because at that I mean, point, Luca's six, seven. I'd be fine with it, but what they've traditionally done is hid Luca on whoever sucks. And so, mm. are you getting the Luca commitment to to fucking play defense and not loaf around and stand there? That's kind of the question. Well, as much as we love Luca and as much as the offensive load he carries, it is also a point. It's also like a thing of his that he has to play better defense because yeah. there's no way that Dorian was holding up all of our defense. Like, that's a crazy thing to say. I love Dorian. That man is my profile picture on here. But you're not telling me Dorian Finney Smith was holding up all of our defense, any integrity that we had. Well, it depends which year. Like last year, the like Dorian looked like burnt toast the whole year. So it was like there was no defense to be to, to speak of. But after we traded his size, our defense was sizably worse. The only person on the roster who could play sure. like any sort of defense was Josh, and Josh is only six six. And you and Josh, Josh, you and no Josh six, Bo, six. Josh is six four. Is he really not? Yeah, Josh is a shooting guard. Then it's uh, you put Jaden Hardy and him side by side. I bet they are remarkably close in height. I thought that the numbers weren't as biffed as they used to be. I thought like it was a lot more common to get like actual numbers. I, I I'll report back after going to Vegas. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mr. Kirk. Uh, have a good we- uh, weekend. Thanks, buddy. Talk soon. All right. Tim said he wanted to talk, but until he can figure it out, Tim, I posted the uh, the thing in there. You can you can click on it and join. But until then, we're going to go to Stalwart and friend of the show. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? Kirk, I'm doing well, and my internet is faster today, so hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> we got it. The beard it looks sharp today, too. It's a, it's a lush Fred Van Vliet-looking beard. You look good. With a little bit more gray and less money. Ah, uh, shoot, man. <laughs> $130 million. Man, Kirk, you know what? Um, I think Dallas. Sheesh. $130 million, man, and that guy is... Yeah, that's the, that's the new normal. You know what I mean? That's, that's the asking price. Um, man, I mean, Dallas, I think I think they did good, man, because the West, they're not getting more defensive. They're getting more adapt to scoring points. And so, to me, I feel like Nico in the front office is like, man, we got to be ready to run with these guys. We can't do it with no old dogs. We got to have some youth out there that's at least going to, you know, be able to go back and forth because – these teams are getting way more athletic, even though they don't have great rosters in the West. You know, they're still, you know, they're doing what Sacramento's doing. They're getting ready to run these dudes up off the court. So, you know, Dallas got four young guys, you know, the two rookies, Hardy and, and Green, and they got two two stars. And, you know, they got a role player in Seth and a role player in Tim. So, worst come to worst, they do got some, you know, they do got some talent. That's more than what they've had in the past. So, 
I feel like they're looking at they're looking at the West while they're making these decisions, and they're, they're really doing more strategic planning than kind of reactive and, and freaking out. So one of the things that I'm I'm it's a joke, but I'm also pleased about this is now when Jason Kidd calls the Mavericks a young team, he'll be accurate. And I won't fly into a blind rage about that when it's right. a team of 30 years, 30 year olds. So it's the, the young, the youngest of the team is going to be, is, is going to be interesting. There's, there's a nice mix of veterans and, and youth. And, and that should be a lot of fun to, to at least sink our teeth into for the first part of the year. This is one of the milestones that Dallas has never hit. They never had, you know, besides the early, early Mavs, they never had a young team. They've always had a, a mix. So now they got, you know, younger players. Um, they never, they never had, <clears throat> they never had clean books either. So to me, I look at the three years, that, you know, I look at the three years that they gave Kyrie as, you know, I don't, I don't see a problem with it because after those three years, you got to look and see who's still on the, still on the books and, um, if they don't sign somebody big with, you know, around that time, you know, re-up somebody that's kind of stupid, you know, they, they're going to have clean books. And this that's going to be the first, you know, first time in a long time, if any, that they've had something that they can actually look at. You know, uh, Dallas never been in a position where they could do a salary dump, where they could take in bad contracts. You know, they've always got bad contracts. And, you know, they're always taking in bad contracts just because they need talent. You know, worst you know worst case scenario, Nico brought in young talent, and then at the end of Kyrie's you know tenure, clean books, and you know that'd be the best Dallas be able to say they've done financially in a long time. So, you know, um, being optimistic that's that's better than what you know, um, man, it's what happened in the previous regime. So, would you say that thus far through the draft and free agency, are you pretty pleased with how things have gone? I wouldn't say that I'm pleased. I would say that it's more. Um, I'm, I'm more optimistic about this season than in the past because, well, I would say I would say I'm pleased because they didn't do anything stupid. They stayed out of their way. You know, outside of you know, outside of some, they don't have really terrible contracts. McGee is a bad contract, but it's not long term, so it's not a terrible contract. You know, they don't have one where it's like four years and this guy's just going to sit there. Like, look at the Willie Carly-Stein contract. They couldn't get rid of it. McGee just had a few years left on his contract. So they don't have very long contracts that's going to, you know, put them I don't in think McGee position. lasts the offseason. I, I think they find a way to move him some way, somehow. I really do. So. Well, Brandon, about, if, they move, if they move McGee, Tim, like you said before in the last year, no, 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 I don't, Kirk. I don't. I just want to say thanks, man, and, and keep keep doing what you do, bro. Appreciate you, buddy. Talks in. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Coming up next, before I before I bring uh, our next guest on, I want you to do me a favor if you can. Really would like it if you could go down and hit the like button. That thing's very helpful on the stream. Go ahead and hit hit the like button. Pr- pr- puts more people uh, puts more people in in their uh, algorithm. It's a popular show, not a popular show. There's 100 people listening. Who gives a shit? But if you could also then then consider doing me a favor and hitting the subscribe button as well. Little by little, we go ahead and grow the show. Now, coming up next is an actual journalist. You won't know this by his um, by his attire, but I, I promise you, t- Tim Cato, one of my my former boss, dear friend, Tim. Welcome to the show. That's not my display name. I'm not Tim Cato. I'm not Tim in Dallas who won't get traded for anybody who listens on the thing. That's real good. Big time, Timmy Jim. What's going on? I don't know, man. I'm just chilling. There hasn't been any moves in a while, so I'm like, why don't I just like pop onto various live streams that are going on right now? I like it. So I don't really have anything to say. I mean, if I have stuff to say, I'll I'll say it for you. Save it for your own damn reporting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um. Do you want to? Do you want any thoughts? Do you have any questions? I I, I do kind of the the Seth Cur- the Curry signing on its face. Your opinion, both as more as a basketball analyst than as a basketball journalist, does it make any sense with what the Mavericks have now, or should we kind of uh, be thinking about future moves? I mean, again. I'm talking as an analyst, I'm not reporting anything, but like there's no way that you sign Seth Curry if Tim Hardaway Jr. is coming back. And I'm not the first person I've said in the past that Tim Hardaway Jr. someone who's been, you know, the team's tried to trade. And, uh, you know, I have to think that this is one move setting up the next move. Now, where exactly Tim Hardaway goes and what it's setting up, that is the question. But, you know, there's no way, you know, like you, you, you're replacing volume three point shooting by going and getting another, you know, long-standing complaint about Seth Curry is that he's not actually a volume three-point shooter, mm-hmm. right? 
Like, like this dude actually only takes shots when he's very, very wide open. And so it's not a direct replacement. But I also think it's a little bit much to think that Jaden Hardy was just going to completely fill Tim Hardaway Jr.'s role next season. And so you go get another, you know, really knockdown three-point shooter. And between the two of them, maybe you kind of make it work. I mean, right? Seth's the kind of player – Seth is the kind of player that terrorizes defenses because – one open shot from him like Hardaway is so hot cold that where it's just like you know you he misses his first three you kind of live with it but Curry is just I mean he's statistically the best three-point shooter in NBA history percentage-wise he's that good and right. and I, I just think he brings a certain bending of your defense if you I think Hardaway had gravity but I think the gravity that you're describing with Seth is what you're really replacing uh, you know, when if when Hardaway gets traded and again, that just based off this move, sure, I think it is it's got to be guaranteed. Uh, just like just just looking at the salary, I think you could, I think you may have said, and and you could also make the same prediction as as I can. But yeah, I think I think what you're replacing, what you're trying to replace, is the gravity, and you're trying to replace the spacing. Yeah, uh, yeah. even and as much as you're trying to replace the raw three point attempts. He's not the healthiest of guys either. So it's like if you get 55 games out of Seth Curry, you're kind of you're kind of get for four million bucks over two years that uh, you live with that. So let me ask you a little more pointed question. And please just say I do not want to answer this if you don't want to. But to start the show, I shared my opinion that I think the Mavericks ended up bidding against themselves in an attempt to make sure Kyrie came into the year feeling respected because my, my, my light reporting work, I'm not a reporter like you, but I do talk to a lot of different people. He had no offers. So I'm trying to understand where this came from. I'll say that I tried to figure out what the exact structure of the, the Kyrie deal was and nobody's saying yet. Nobody else has reported it yet. Um, my, suspicion about what that could mean is that it depends on what they do with the BAE, which they have since used on Seth Curry. Seth, right. And yeah, and how much of the MLD they use. Because I don't know, if I'm an NBA player, I would always want a contract front loaded, right? Yeah. Like like it makes sense to get money now. Mm -hmm. Um that just makes sense generally as a human being that you know if you can get more money up front, you can do more with it and it's better that way. Um, it also probably makes more sense to be front loaded in an NBA context that, you know, you've got more options later on, um, you know, if, uh, if you want to get traded. Yep. And so I wonder, just speculating here, I wonder if they're like, Hey, we'll do 8% max raises over the next three years. But if we don't use everything, we're going to structure it. We're going to, front loaded as much as possible it won't actually be front loaded like it's going to be an increasing salary structure right i would have to think but i wonder if they're like hey we're trying to use the mle we're going to try to use as much of it as we can you end up using the 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 bae um and so what it's going to come down to is like if they use every little bit of the mle if they don't move off contracts it ends up being a you know just the the eight percent max raises year over year over year over three years but if they're able to, maybe it becomes more of a, like a six year, six percent max raises year over year over year, and that would make a lot of sense in terms of like, hey, we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but we're going to try to do right by you. But just agree to this number, and if we can, we're going to benefit you a little bit in, in the long run. 
That makes a lot of sense. Okay. I don't want to yeah. ask you any more real questions. The We're staring at the finish line for real NBA people, for people that do this for a living. July is an hour away. July 17th is when Summer League ends. There is the World Cup, but does, does Tim Cato have any non-basketball-related summer plans that he's really looking forward to? Can I ask you a question that yeah. I Googled, and it's like not – online the Mavs are playing a preseason game in Ljubljana right uh-huh they're they have imagine that okay they have a rough and then, overseas and then Abu Dhabi schedule. right mm-hmm. two games yeah I will not be in Abu Dhabi I'd love to try to go to Ljubljana I am not like committed to doing this yet by any means but I I, was, I was trying to google it the other day and like there's no articles on it online mm-hmm. which is very odd if it's not confused. there they're playing one I want I thought they were playing against Real Madrid Am I making that? That's what who I thought they were playing, and I thought so, it was in Spain. Not, not, so not you might be conflating that with Team USA playing Team Slovenia. See, and, okay, and, and right. it's, a, it's a it's a World Cup warm up tournament that includes Team Spain, and so it's Team Spain, Team USA, Team Slovenia. Which they're is playing, like, they're oh playing a friendly. I wanted to make it over to that, and it's just that happens in early August, and it's a little too quick. I don't. Someone says in the chat it's in Madrid. I thought it was. I'm pretty sure it's in um, it's in one of the coastal towns. It's, I just I was these. Yeah. If, if you could get to the because it's like it's just a different world. Like the stuff our our buddy Adam Mares did when he went over um to to Serbia to do just and watch some games live there. I think he was there for um for the Greece versus Serbia game. I, I could be getting that wrong. But it's like the just seeing some of these international competitions. Yeah, Malaga, Malaga is in Malaga. Okay, is, is where this the but this is the international games and it's kind of a warm up for um, the World Cup and it's just the and obviously it makes a lot even of friendlies, even friendlies. I wanted to have, go for that. There's I just, just it's like a month a, away and I haven't even looked into it. It's just I guess man, that's see, not going to happen. Well, Honestly, I just wanted the New York Times to fund a trip for me to Malaga, like. Sorry that I uh, have selfish in- interest at heart here. But, yeah, I-, I would love to go back to Ljubljana. Like, obviously, when I went, it was a great time. Sure. You know, it feels like a very good time to go back there and, you know, kind of do an update of the story I wrote then. And yep. so, fingers crossed. Fun piece um, journalism. But, yeah, I think I think the Seth deal here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little more Dallas stuff and then I'll get off so you sure. can keep talking to people. Uh, yeah, I think the Seth deal makes it. But, again, all this stuff, it matters about what they do later on. Uh, why did they sign Kyrie? Why were they bidding against no one? Because, like, I don't know. Fred Van Vliet just made more money than Kyrie Irving. Like, I, I like, can't help but wonder if can't. those two, like, everybody's agents were like, we're going we're gonna to make something happen. We're going to play everybody against one another. So the rumor the rumor was, I, and I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm saying anything that other people haven't said, or at least rumors that other people have said. The rumor was that they're going to get, that Houston was going to get Fred Van Vliet, Brooke Lopez, and Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. And then Toronto came in, and this was all reported, that Toronto was really considering throwing the fourth year on there. Yep. And I think, just based off everything I saw and a little bit that I heard, like that forced Houston to bump up their max. I don't know if that's still the plan for Houston. I mean, so, three yes, years, one thirty. actually <laughs> make more. Yeah, yeah. Fred Van Vliet was not going to actually make more than Kerry. But again, like... I I don't know if bidding against yourself is a real thing. Like you at some point you have to pay a player who was an all-star starter last year comp you have to compensate him for his actual value. No? Yeah, yeah I just I, I mean I think I think 
if if everything you know putting aside everything that Kyrie is makes that everything that makes Kyrie Kyrie like he was an all-star starter and he's just barely over 30 like yeah. that's normally a max player to get a you know a significant discount on that to the point that you open up your two salary slots or your two exceptions I don't know I'm not going to I'm not out here being like oh well they should have brought it down more right yeah. Am I am I insane? Like am no. I too in, in like am that's I kind of and that's why I settle. Because, like yeah. the the challenge is you get somebody like Bill Simmons who's making fun of the Mavericks, even though he like basically predicted the same salary sheet, and he's like, and they had to offer three for one twenty because the, somebody was going to offer two for twenty five, and it's like I don't know what a, a respectable offer is. I just don't, and I don't want to go about taking somebody else's money. I mean, because we're unlikely. This is I mean, this is true. We're unlikely to see a player of his caliber be in a situation like this the rest of the time we watch the NBA. Like he is a truly right. unique person, circumstance, series of, of unfortunate events. So it's, it's you know, I, I think I've kind of just decided I'm not going to let it. You know, my buddy Matt Moore, who I wouldn't be shocked if he shows up here tonight, has been trolling. And he said he swears he's not trolling. He's just like, I don't understand why you would do that. Why you would give somebody. That's kind of funny. Yeah, and it's just it, it, he was telling me he's like I don't understand why you would give somebody this much money if they're not getting any sort of offer anywhere else. My answer back was like you you're creating a problem if you don't pay him. Like yeah, he might sign on the dotted line, but what at what cost? Like oh yeah, you're saving you know to, maybe you might you might get him for three years in ninety two. I'm just making up a number. But, yeah, like obviously, all these meetings were negotiating tactics to some they're level. Bullshit. He, they were, there were right. no, there was no meeting. Yeah, you're right. Not even to some level. There, there was negotiation, and it was hyping it up. But if you piss off someone, so like Kirk Anderson, I know you're a petty person. If you got so mad at an employer who was not respecting your perceived level of talent that they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna give you like, yeah, you might actually go out and do like it's yep. it's not." fully dissimilar no like, it's really not that, that's a level great of comp. respect you have to be... some level of yes we actually value you for the talents of what you bring for the 27 points per game average that you brought to the team last year on 63 percent true shooting like that has to be worth some level of money monetary figure even if nobody else is interested in that monetary figure there is still an objective contractual monetary value to on-court production that no level of off court, you know, drama. Just yep. for lack of a better word, everybody knows. No, that's a um, great. That's a great yeah. way to 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 finish it out. I think. Thank you, Tim. You go back to your Friday night. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, okay, buddy. I'm gonna sleep soon, so I'm gonna text Shams. I'm gonna text my my you know, buddy. You know Shams, what I gotta do tomorrow? And I'll be like, Hey, man, uh, we done for the night. I'm out. You know what so I gotta I'm do just... tomorrow? I have to go to Hawaiian waters in the colony when it's like it's 98 water, degrees. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna my feet are gonna be burned, and then someone's gonna yell at me. Like, uh, I'll get like like a Slack message you, that I'm gonna. So yeah. I also took a long time in my life to learn this, but uh, I'm younger than you, and I've learned this. So you probably should learn this. You could put sunscreen on your feet. Mm. Yeah, that's actually allowed. It took me a long time to learn that because I was like, I, I put it on everywhere else, and I, and then I have burnt feet, and I'm like, how the uh, you know how the I don't know if I can curse. I can curse. Them yes, you can. Of course you can. Of course I you can, fucking can. I, I was like, how no. the fuck are my feet burnt? You know, yes. if if I put sunscreen everywhere, so then I'm like, oh, right. I didn't That's put right. sunscreen on that part of the body. So. That's why anyway. I got burned. 
There's a little well, tip for you. Tim, you're a good man for hanging out with us this Friday. You'll be good this weekend. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. Happy to be here. All See right, you. Later, man. Krishna, you're coming up next. What uh, What's going on, my guy? Kirk, how are you? You know, it's nice when I, I, I sort of, I sort of, uh, I sort of dread doing these just because it's like really when I used to be able to talk to you guys, I like walk around my house and it was uh, for anybody. We had a couple of people ask like, what happened to Spotify live? Spotify oh. stopped fucking supporting it. So now you have to look at my ugly mug. Um, but, but I, I dread starting these and then I start them and I'm like, you know, I like, I love this. So I'm glad <laughs> to talk to you. So what's going on tonight, man? That's good. You know, um, I think I get it. Like, Twitter, the thing is, I'm not mad at Twitter. It's like everyone has their own reactions. Like, that's what it is. For me, and I think you and Josh talked about it right after the draft, is what we've seen is kind of just like actual processes. Like, it wasn't just everything in a vacuum. Like, I look at the moves in a vacuum. I'm not really interested in them. But you couple them together. They make sense, right? I don't think they're perfect but i think they make Walk sense. me through what makes sense to you so far because i gotta be honest with the way this free agency has started i'm a little trepidate i, I just to add some concerns I, I don't think it's perfect right like i'm not gonna sit here and say they hit a home run like i don't think it's that but i couple the draft and so far what they've done in free agency it makes a little sense right we complained about not having a third ball handler the entire season um i don't think seth curry is necessarily even the level of spencer or you know jalen he's not but I trust him doing a little bit pick and roll, a little bit more playmaking, because Jaden Hardy is not going to do that, even at his like upper yeah. reaches, upper levels. It may be like he can pass, but I don't think he's going. He's not a point guard, right? No. He is far closer to a shooting guard than he is a point guard. And so having someone who is a veteran presence in that way, I think is helpful. And then what it does is it gives you the ability to move off Tim. Like Tim's contract now, I think is way more valuable especially with some what some other guys are getting and especially when shooting is a bigger need than ever for a lot of teams krishna you, you've been coming to these shows for like three years we need to take a minute and talk about how fucking wild it is that tim hardaway jr is considered an it's, asset it, we it, were it really ready is. to burn him at the stake in december I, I mean look i get it it's like he is flaky for sure like i don't doubt that but it, it, it's what happens when, one, the cap goes up, and two, the CBA is what it is, mm-hmm. where when you have a guy, what I think he's making like close to 20, right? He might make less, because I think his contract was one of those where it descends over time, unless I'm making stuff yeah, up. No, it is. It is. It's a descending yeah. contract, yeah. And so it's like, well, that's valuable, right? If you just literally just need a shooter, well, what you might as well pick him up, because he's proven to, yeah, 17 mil, as Tim says, like, 17 mil for a guy who has done it in the playoffs, who has been a pretty good shooter throughout his career. Yes, flaky, but if he's like your sixth man, you're not necessarily going to complain that you're paying your sixth man $17 million, right? Sure. Like, So it's crazy. I agree with you. It is crazy that's happened, but I think it's it's somewhat a miracle in many ways. It's a miracle that the CBA is what it is, and it's a miracle that the Mavs didn't sell low on him when they yep. could have, I feel like. Um, but I'm not super high on free agency. I think the draft has made me a little calmer because I definitely was anxious because they traded when they traded back to 12 and they took the, the TPE. I was definitely pretty miffed because this, this team and really teams in general don't have a history of using TPEs. Nobody uses TPEs. Nobody does. That was one thing my friend Matt was right about. He's like, don't talk to me about, you know, trade exceptions. Nobody uses them because he's right. I mean, exactly. I went into, I was in another live stream during the draft and I was like, 
what when is the last time a team actually used a TPE and it benefited them? Especially the Mavericks, who had I think the largest fucking, TPE fucking dust chip. Yeah, like it's it's and the, the worst part of TPEs is you cannot combine it with other things. No, like that is the worst part of it. So when that happened, I was like, I'm glad. Okay, you moved off of the Bertons contract for really nothing. Like really, you got off it for, for nothing, which is what you needed, and that's fine. And then. I like the process of going in at 24 and getting a guy who you wanted to select anyways. Like, I think it was that if the Mavericks had moved to 15 and lively gone 14 to the Pelicans, it seemed like they would have taken Omax there, which I don't know if that would have been a reach, but that's what it is. They should have taken Maxwell Lewis and then also taken Omax. And then I would just be, you'd be, it'd be unable to speak to me. (laughs) I I wanted them to buy into the second round because I think this is the last, this was the last year you can buy into the second round. Hmm. Um, now, unless I'm wrong, I know. That- I don't know. I've, I've I got a redline version of the uh, the the CBA. It's 800 pages. I'm not. Oh uh, yeah, it's like 674 it. or something stupid. Like yeah, yep. I, I, yep. I I I don't want it. But I think I know for sure that the Mavs obviously aren't. But if you're over the second apron, I know for sure you cannot use cash in trades um, mm. for for picks. I know that right. for sure. I don't know if that's just an all teams thing, but I know that's a second apron thing. Um, so, I mean, look, the, the process of like, Hey, you get lively where you're going to pick a 10 anyways, you get Omax who you would have taken if you moved even lower in the draft. That's smart, right? Like those are not necessarily day one. Hey, they fit like you're immediately up, but it's like, you have guys who are legitimately younger who fill potential needs or current needs and have the potential to fill them. Um, and, and I, I don't even like in terms of expectations, like what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to be contributors in the way that, you know, lively is going to be completely dominant on the post and Omax is going to be a shutdown defender. I do think they can still contribute, right? Like they're going to have maybe a game or two where they stand out. And, but most of the time they're going to make mistakes. They're going to have moments that are rough, but that's part of like development. It's why you have to have on, it's why you have to have young players overall, right? Like we always forget Luca is 24 and it's insane to think that, you know, you talked about it and I talked about it all the time, uh, how it, it made no sense to me. Jason Kidd talking about this team, like it was young when I think even at that time you had what three guys who are under 25 on that team. Yeah. So now it makes so much somewhat sense though. I think it's all dependent. Like I'm not going to completely react and say this is a horrible free agency or a horrible off season. And I'm not. I mean, I didn't have high expect- expectations for. Free no, I agency. I don't if think they, you did. If they come away with, I think they're going to do something with Tim. I think so too, and I, I'm, I'm hesitant because I think yes, you need to play lively. Do you need to start him? I'm not like a hundred percent sure on that. I think it all depends on like can they get off like a JaVale? Can they move Tim? Can they get someone who is like it's hard because I think someone like a in a weird way, someone like a Mason Plumley or like even a Yaka Pirtle would have been an interesting one where it's like you can start them, but if you bring them off the bench, I don't think it would have been horrific. But the problem is one, I don't you you didn't have the money for Yaka Pirtle. That's one. And two, like, do you want to do that when your center rotation is what it is right now? It is clearly overstocked but yeah it's interesting but i do think the interesting implications for me is i like the omex trade also because it kind of replicates what we found so much success with in the 22 playoffs where reggie was 
the chaser for guards, which I think Josh is. This is where I lose my fucking mind. They're so concerned with centers, and it's like, what? How did we get to the Western <laughs> Conference Finals? It yeah, wasn't because I mean, of Dwight Powell. It was Reggie Bullock, and and um, it was Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith playing incredible defense. They played seven hundred minutes in the playoffs. Like it was. That's how we got there. Yeah, it I mean, shit it, just drives me crazy. It made sense why they were so cooked the next season. Like, yeah, I don't think it's just because they were old. It's because they played 700 minutes in some of the most intense playoff games that they could ever have played. So it made sense, right? And I think Josh and Omax, hopefully in the future, I don't think right now, but you know that the idea is they replicate what those guys did. And then I think what it does is you've talked about it and everyone I've talked about it is it just lessens the burdens on guys like Reggie, guys like Maxi, guys if Tim stays Tim, but you don't have to ask them to make a ton of threes, to play lockdown defense every single minute. Like we talked about it, Maxi should not play more than 25 minutes now. And if you maybe you get another big who's like rotational, Maxi's not playing more than 25 minutes. Maxi doesn't have to be the rim defender because he's not ever a rim defender. I, I don't want to have to and, think about Maxi for like weeks at a time. But that's like, that's the positive. I, I think that's the positive of getting a lively is just like, you're not having to sit there and go, Oh my God, like Maxi's injured, like, or Maxi's literally the only big we have that fits the system. It's like, he's not anymore. Now this is all theory. It's all conjecture. We'll have to see how it goes, but I think it's exciting that there is actual young talent on this team. And that it feels like every move is not just a vacuum move. Like we just went and we signed a player. It feels like there's at least a little bit more thought. I don't know how good it is or how bad it is, but um, it's not terrible. And yeah, I did, Seth did hard cap us, but if we move off JaVale, I, I think we get the MLE back or you, I think you can sign in trade grant, which that might happen. Cause I think the Celtics are also, I, they don't I, have enough I don't know grant. why I have nothing. I have no reason to believe this. I just, I sort of think that happens mainly because I don't like Grant Williams. So the things that, <laughs> like, like I, Dylan, when Dylan Brooks got signed, or didn't Brooks get signed by Houston? Am I making that up? Did he? I haven't seen it. I just, I need Dylan Brooks to get signed because I can't have him on the Mavericks. I, I, hate I would Dylan rather Brooks. Grant Williams than Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Uh, yes. For, for all of Grant Williams, like, you know, whatever his problems are, he's at least, maker. he's I, been productive. I, I, he has yeah. had productive moments. Like I always think like game seven last year versus the Bucks. Like he took shots, he made shots, and like yeah, yeah he he chirped at Butler and it like totally backfired. Like I don't think I just that there's all that stuff from from Ryan Rosillo over like the last two or three years, how like other Celtics didn't like him. And like that seems <laughs> like okay, good. <laughs> that can't be good. Like the people here around every day think you're annoying. Um, I certainly know what that's like. Um, do you got anything else uh no, before, before no. we head out? I think I'm just for me, I think I'm a weirdo. I like waiting and seeing. Sure. I'll wait till the preseason starts, and if nope, I think the roster right. is still this, I will definitely get mad. But we're gonna have a lot of fun stuff fine. to talk about in the preseason because Tim alluded to this. They play all these damn games overseas, and teams that do <sighs> that start slow. So it's like we're gonna come a young, weird team play all these games overseas, which could be great for bonding, but also I think might be bad for actual cohesive basketball. But we'll talk about that at the time. I agree. Summer league will be fun, though. It will be fun. We do not have to just sit there and say, wow, AJ Lawson and Jaden Hardy, they were good. Now we can actually say some other players were good. That's right. Which will be nice. Well, Krishna, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Kirk. You have a good night. All right, you too. All right, so coming up next uh, is going to be my man Micah uh, and then Rain. Uh, We got a lot of people. I'm going to go through everybody. All right, so everybody just be patient with me. We'll get to everybody. Um, 
speaking of that, like you guys are gonna make fun of me. I was like talking to Nick Angstead about this. Like Nick does it. Like this is Nick's job. Like Nick works for Locked On. He's a smart guy. And I I don't know how the hell I'm gonna record when I'm in Vegas because like the internet quality out there is garbo. So I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do these like video type things because I just I can't get internet. I might have to find somebody bring in local do like something on the screen here. But I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Oh anyway, we'll figure it out. All right. So uh, do me a favor, like the stream, subscribe to the show. We, we, during the regular season, if you guys are new here by any weird stretch during the regular season, after every single game that I watch, which is probably 80 of 82 games, we'll go live like this. We'll talk about the game and we'll figure out what's what Micah, my guy, what's, how you doing on this Friday night? What's up? What's going on? Kirk, how's life treating you? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. No, I, there, there are no, there are no realistic complaints. Every, everything is good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Just kind of watching everything. Things are getting crazy. You see that Tyrese um, Halliburton thing? No, I haven't seen that. Um, Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton has come to terms with like the five-year super ridiculous extension that could be worth close to a, over a quarter of a billion dollars with the Pacers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's correct. That is the correct response. Yeah. But it's just like... It's, I don't know. This Fred Van Fleet getting that contract is still shocking. I, you know, Kirk, I'm not going to lie. I feel like at times I'm, I'm punished in the Discord for watching disgusting amounts of basketball. Cause yeah, I'm a single guy that watches six, seven, eight, probably 10 teams. No, my, my mother is 70 and does the same thing. Like, I bought her League Pass, and she just watches games all night. So, like, that's my favorite. I don't know if you ever see me tweet about this. She'll call me, like, two days after. She's like, well, the Mavericks have two new draft picks. And I'm like, Karen, what do you think I do all the time? And she's just like, she watches all these games. It's great, it's great stuff. I mean, it's great. But it's just like, I mean, look, I, I watched that 2019 run. It was awesome. Fred ain't that guy no more, Kirk. He's just not like I watched. No. I watched. Yeah, I watched a lot of Toronto games. And um, look, I'm sorry, but when you're on the same roster as Pascal Siakam, Jakob Pertle, uh Gary Trent, and Scotty Barnes, and you can't make the plan, what do you think? Like it's just. My, my favorite comment I saw was that he's making more per year than he shot in field goal percentage. Oh, kick. oh, it was so bad. That's that's an it's terrible because yeah, his his shot selection is disgusting. He just takes all threes because he can't get in the lane. His two point like Tim Hardaway secretly had the lowest two point percentage of like years, and that's that's Fred Van Vliet's whole thing. Yeah, they're they're a lot of the same guy. Um, Fred is is better defensively, um, not really, really though. But yeah, um, he's not a forty million dollar oh, player. And, and and listen to this: the the chat just talked about this. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies are giving Desmond Bain the five year, two hundred and seven million dollar max extension. So he's basically getting the money that Ja Morant fucked up which is just remarkable. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just like you see the discourse on people. It's just 
like even the uh, God bless him or something like that. Even the Bill Simmons comments were is like, oh well, they gave all this money to Kyrie. I'm like, okay, yep. Tell me how much fun you're having when you realize you paid almost the same amount of money for a center that can't post up Kyrie. And then, <laughs> like, yeah, well, for sure. I mean, it's just like people, and I, I get it. It's like um, you're covering four or five different sports and you got a family and everything else going on. It's impossible to watch all of these teams. So, like, when you're making your analysis based off of nothing more than highlights and box scores, you're not. You're not seeing the whole story. I not to interrupt you. This is why the Mavericks. There's a lot of reasons why the Mavericks tried to draft up and uh, trade uh, trade for Tyrese Halliburton way back in the day. He just tweeted out a 34 second clip of the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase laughing evilly. Like that's the kind of player I want on my team. Somebody that that knows his culture. That's just what I'm here for. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. So. He is so good. Um, he's, right, he's also really good at basketball. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he had – before he got hurt, he had that team in the playoffs. I'm sorry, but you get that – do you have that team in playoff position? That's, you got to be good at basketball, Kurt. It's just – Right. Like, well, what, any, any, any other math stuff you got you're thinking on, 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 on your mind tonight? Um – I'm interested with Seth. I'm wondering if, like, I I don't want to, what, I would love to say maybe that means CHJ is on the move. Uh-huh. But I watched the same team roster who all, Boban, uh, Moses Brown, KP, the, like, the, bad, the bad center lineup is just when you really go through basketball reference, like 2013 alone, there's like Eddie Curry, Chris Kamen. Like, it's just such shit. Like, they are cursed oh, for letting Tyson Chandler go. That's the problem. Right. Oh, our our disgusting center lineup is, is historically bad. You can even go back with Evan Eschmeyer, who Mark Cuban thought was going to be a guy. That's a throwback. Greatest, and, like he played like thirty six games and made like thirty five million dollars. Like just an incredible deal. And he's now in, he's now like an insurance agent in Nebraska. I looked him up the other day because he's just one of those guys that I always remember. Evan Eschmeyer, the legend. <laughs> right. The legend. That's, that's almost like whenever uh, Rasarb was saying that Dirk was overrated, and I was just like. Let me tell you something. Oh, you yeah. don't make it to the finals with a center rotation of the Diop and Eric Dampier if you're overrated. It's incredible. That just not happen. Oh, man. Thanks for waiting and hanging out with us tonight. Oh, man. Good time. All right. You have a good one. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Okay. Coming up next. My man from south of the equator, Rain. What's going on, my guy? 
Hey there, Kirk. How's it I'm going to be honest. Oh, um, confusing. Okay. We'll put it about? that way. Um, I haven't seen too much of what's happened in a free agency. I sort of woke up to it. It uh, free agency happened early hours of the morning here. So I'm aware, obviously, that we signed Kyrie to what I think is an incredibly fair deal. Um, you know, okay. As you discussed with Kato, there's only so much of a discount you can ask a man to take before he's going to look for other options. And with Kyrie, uh, I, I feel like you offer him anything less than what he got, you all but guarantee that by the trade deadline, he's asking for a trade. Yeah. Um, and that's would almost be understandable because do you want to work at a place? I've, I mean, I've worked at places where I didn't feel respected and I, I left, I went, I moved on and I would not blame Kyrie for doing that in that situation either. Um, I've had one thought uh, about power coming back and that is if he comes back on a minimum, I can accept it because that's what's going to happen. Uh, that, that, that just accept that into your heart. I don't know what a minimum is for him because he's played forever, but it's 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 a minimum. It's about two point nine million, from what I understand. But okay. if he can come back and just mentor lively, imagine if we could have Dwight Powell's effort and energy, and someone with a seven foot one height with seven seven wingspan. Like, imagine if Dwight Powell. When he goes to reach a rebound and he can't, and he just sort of slaps it and tips it like he does. If he actually had the arms and the hands to just grab that thing, sure. If Derek I, Lively could Lively just be pretty good at the thing that Lively is going to have to learn, and this I don't know if he can do this or not because Duke didn't do it. That Dwight is quite good at is the setting of a screen. screen. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, who better to teach him to set a screen with Luca than the best screen setter that Luca's right. had? People, even people right. who hate Powell, agree that he sets good screens. He's he's a, he rolls hard. He sets a good screen, and that's I I I I, I used to clown on him, and then someone showed me the numbers, and I had to sit back and go, "Damn!" Because I'm going to be honest, I basically watch the Mavs, and then I watch. Yeah. Some games here and there. I don't. Have, I'm. You know. I'm an adult. No, people. People that watch. Do. People that watch all sorts of games. I'm always like, okay, you're amazing. I can't do it. Yeah. So you know, no offense to anyone out there. I just simply don't have the time, especially with the time zones. I don't have the time oh, to follow yeah. too many you're, other. You're things. picking and choosing at your own at your own health, like. <laughs> so, so if we can just, if he can just come back and even just be a mentor to teach him how to screen, you know, instill some effort, you know, some good old veteran shit. Okay. Um, you know, that, that also probably sets lively up to be able to potentially be a starter sometime, maybe in the next two years. Um, I, I might be really high on Omax, but I, I'm genuinely with, with what I've seen his catch and shoot, was I know overall his three point percentage was low, it was like thirty four percent, but his catch and shoot numbers was thirty eight. Now Dorian Finney Smith's catch and shoot numbers last year was somewhere in the thirty five thirty six range. Yeah. So, and you know I love DFS, but he was a little cooked last season. So I you know we could genuinely see Omax come in and you know factoring in the mistakes and the fouling that he's going to make. 
probably give us 80 to 85 percent of what Dorian Finney Smith was last season. And I know you don't want to talk about Maxi, but there's a genuine possibility that he might play the four rather than sure. the five. And that's his more natural position. And even if he's taken a step back, if he has to, you know, bang in the paint a little bit less, maybe he can be on the court more. And I mean, let's forget, we forget that in those Clipper series, like obviously who, no one's going to guard Kawhi when he's going off and he's healthy. But yeah. I think Maxi did about as fair of a job as anyone can reasonably be expected to do. Yeah, and if he can give us, you know, maybe with injuries, maybe if he can give us seventy percent of what that was, he might be able to make do with Omax and Maxi at the forward position for a little while until Omax can can step up. I would hope they can get a Williams. I know you're not. A, everyone a fan on the his, everyone but... on the stream is witnessing me having a hamstring cramp and not screaming into the mic. So you're welcome. Oh, Sorry about that. that... That's what. <laughs> That no, that's genuinely impressive. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll filibuster some time for you. I'm, I'm better now. I was like, oh fuck me. <laughs> that's that's impressive. Now, I, I I know you're not the biggest fan of Grant Williams. I happen to be all right with his personality. I feel like that in our locker room might be of some value. Uh, also, there's the fact that he's a Luca fan. Already. Yeah, no, that's true. He does wear Luca's shoes and he kissed Luca's ass all year. There's a lot to be said there. And, uh, and you know, maybe it might just be good to have guys that want to play together. Yeah. <laughs> like, not not that they've been on the same team and know each other, but generally I have the desire to come here and play with you. And it would probably be a good thing for Luca's perception around the league, um, to be honest, that we're not relying 100% on Kyrie to be the recruiter sure. for other players. Um, because... Other players clearly want to play for Kyrie, and I feel like that's an underrated thing about having him on the roster is that it genuinely might be someone willing to take an older vet, willing to take a a flyer on playing for the Mavericks simply because, hey, Kyrie's there and I'd like to play with him. Um, if, if either one player ever does that, Kyrie's probably brought more value than we realize. Yep. And if, if Luca can, if people can say, Look and see, hey, you know, this guy wanted to play with Luca and it did well. Because let's be honest, with what we saw with what happened when Dorian went to the Nets, I think we can clearly see that playing next Luca is going to get you some extra zeros. Because sure. I don't, yeah. you know, if I, I don't know if Dorian on any other team can shoot Nets. No, he, he cannot. He, he cannot can't. shoot. So, yeah. So, you know, it's. It, Playing next to Luca is probably a good idea if you want to add some zeros. And I, I'm not, I do not like Dylan Brooks, but if he's the last guy we can get. I can, we could probably expect that in a math system with Luca feeding him the most wide open threes. If he hasn't come to Jesus moment and realizes that he is not that guy on offense and does not need shots except for wide opens, yeah, that might be manageable. Big question mark, but might even be manageable. Not. Not my preferred outcome. But sure. Sure. Well, I, I appreciate I, you hanging out with us today, my guy. No, I so that's it, Kirk. I'll uh, go research what's actually happened. No, that's fine. I get it. It's early. Enjoy your day. No. Talk soon. See ya. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I, I saw a couple of couple of people in the chat deriding Dwight Powell. I'm not going to defend Dwight Powell. What I am going to defend is the concept of certain skills which are wildly underrated. The ability to set a screen is extremely important if you have a dominant pick-and-roll ball handler. Luka Doncic, often last year, did not use screens. He would do rub screens and set up mismatches and bully ball the shit out of whoever guarded him. I think if you're going to have Derek Lively on the team and that's your, I mean, he is on the team and you're going to utilize him properly. He and his skinny ass frame needs to figure out how to properly set a screen. And Powell's not a bad teacher to do that. He's just not, he's just not. I don't want him to play a lot either. And I'm worried about him being on the team solely from the sense of will they go to him because he's there? That does concern me, but I don't mind him for a minimum. So, all right, we got three folks left, but we can keep talking. Um, Div X Ray down there in the chat. What's going on? But I don't mind him for a minimum. All right, we got three folks left, but we can keep talking. Div X Ray down there. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? I can. We have a little well, bit okay, of a Okay, I have to delay. unmute this one here. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. No, no, we're good. How's the how's the audio delay now? Because it sounded like it was about 15 seconds, which I wasn't sure that was going to so, work. So what I would say is uh, I actually like what they did. Top-notch quality tonight. Yeah, there's a delay. All right. Well, I'll let you speak your piece. Why don't you go with that? <laughs> okay. So basically, I think what the Mavs did with Kyrie was good. It's good for Kyrie and the team, right? Two years, he could walk. You free up the cap space, whatever, right? You go for some other free agents. And at the same time, I look at it as you can also have um, – you know, if it does work out, you know, you still have options, right? It's not a, I, I was worried they're going to go to four years and so, so forth. So I'm kind of glad it's two and one option. That's fine. The other thing is um, I'm wondering with the Seth Curry, if they're actually looking to make a trade and I'm thinking, I'm just wondering, do you think Atlanta would be interested in doing a deal? Because we have two guys like Tim Hardaway's mate. He's got two years left. Rashawn Holmes, two years left. JaVel McGee has two years left. And then if they give us Clint Capella and Hunter, 
Hunter has four years, and it's a bad contract for how he played last year. He was pretty bad. So if they're willing to do that, we can get Clint and Hunter for Tim Hardaway, Rashawn Holmes, and Javel McGee. And it's something that would work. We would take on three, a little over three million, I think, on that deal, right? But I think it would work. So I'm almost wondering if that's what they're setting up, some deal like this. I'm just curious to see what you think, Kirk. I do think they're setting up a deal. I'm not sure what kind of deal they're going to set up. What you just described there sort of undercuts elements of what Atlanta's done, but Atlanta's books are so bad. And plus their GM is basically like a 27 year old, like the, the owner's son. So I don't really know how things end up with them. I do think that, that they end up trading Timmy somewhere though. And I do think they include McGee somehow, some way, but uh, that might just be me wish casting. Okay. Okay. I, I could see that. Uh, the other thing I'm wondering, like, uh, I feel like Kyrie's getting a lot of bad rap, man. I think he's a good teammate. Kyrie Irving. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think he's a bad teammate, but I do think he does exactly what he wants to do. And that can prove problematic over time. Right now, I have no Kyrie-related concerns for the Mavericks, though I do, while he's with the Mavericks, that sort of thing is just going to haunt the back of my mind. Okay. Well, I'll let you go here because it's harder with the delay. <laughs> but thanks for letting me come on. Keep up the good work. It's a good show. Oh yeah, it's always fun to to uh, you know. Sometimes we do get weird audio delays, but I appreciate you hanging out with us. For everybody who's been in the show for a while, I really do appreciate you. We got two people left. Uh, my buddy John, what's going on, John? <laughs> what's up, man? Uh, man, I appreciate you fighting through the injury. Uh, <laughs> that was like I don't know. I mean, I, I work I work on a lot of deadlift stuff because since I tore up my knee, my hamstring, and my quad have always been really weak. And it wasn't even on my bad knee. I'm just like sitting here and I moved my leg and it was like, good Lord, I'm 40. I'm 39. Like I'm not 17. What is happening? Yeah. No, podcasting isn't easy. That's, that's, that's the uh, what it, Travis Kelsey said. Podcasting is like the hardest job in the world. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, I agree with Travis Kelsey. So yeah, sometimes, I mean, sometimes you, you really, you pull something and you don't even know, uh, man, I'm so, and, and, you know, I'm excited about this team. Like I'm just, I, I, and like I, I, you think about last year sucked. Like it sucked to watch the Mavericks play. It sucked to watch, uh, to watch them trudge through this. Everything from January on was garbo. It was awful. And as we've, yeah, I mean, as you know, like I was at the sixty twenty. I was at the. The peak of the Maverick season was that Luca game against the Knicks. That that it was that run, that what 10, 12 game run where Luca was just unbelievable and was just dragging a team of guys it, it, like they should not have it, it it was awful. And I'm kind of excited about or no, I am I am actually excited that they have gone all in on Young players, good play, I, and it, 
it could be a an absolute mess. But like Luca, Kyrie, Seth excites me. Like that's fun. I think that's going to be fun. The, those three guys are always going to be on the court together. Is really fun that they went and got a center that can. It, it, he's probably going to play. Lively's going to play twenty minutes a game, right? Like, hopefully, that's my hope. I mean, yeah. and yeah, and can just go. I mean, I watched a bunch of his highlights, and just looking at it, it's just like. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to screw up. He's not. He's going to have to figure a lot out. But like, there are going to be a couple plays of games where Luca can just throw the ball at the rim, and he goes and dunks the shit out of it in a way that no one on this roster has been able to do for the last few years. I, he's going to block. I, I, he better not put out highlight tapes like uh, Willie Cauley Stein. I, I I don't want to see. I don't want to see Derek Lively mixed up. I'm just saying. Sure. Yeah. 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 But I mean, he's he's gonna block shot. I mean, I, I think his he's just gonna do things that are they're they're just they have fun players. Like they they went to the Western Conference Finals with guys that were all like really knew their role and then really to me did better than they overachieved. Everybody overachieved and. And now they have guys that, like, some of them are going to overachieve, but even if they just kind of do what it seems like they can do, it'll – I don't know. I just want it to be a fun season. I, and I, I, it seems like they've got it, more players that it could be a fun season, whereas this last year it was like, I just hope Reggie Bullock hits shots. I just hope someone does this and – it feels like there's going to be games where Hardy, yeah, Hardy. It, it, when I look at the roster, I can. It just feels more fun. I, I don't know. That's a, that's such a weird way to evaluate. No, the team. new is fun. We that's been Josh Bow and I yeah. right for years. Like we want something different, and this is different. Yeah. Well, I mean, Seth Curry, like realistically speaking, they action. Yeah. They haven't actually signed anyone new yet. <laughs> they <selling drugs. laughs> yeah. they've it's it's like a TV show that 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 brings back like somebody from several seasons before that that's what we have yeah yeah but 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 I mean Hardy uh Josh Green lively Omax just those guys like who knows what they're gonna do that's that's more fun than Bullock Dorn Finney Smith Dinwiddie, uh, just running it back. I I am. I don't know, and and hopefully, I mean, but it could all go so bad. That's the other. I mean, it could. Those guys could underperform. Those guys could underperform. Kyrie could go nuts. We don't know what we don't know what he's going to share on YouTube or Instagram. We don't know. I mean, there's so like, many it, things that go wrong, right? but that's every year. Like yeah. you know, Luca twists an yeah. ankle or hurts a knee, and then the season goes sideways. Yeah, yeah, and and that is a, you know, you and I are long, long, long time Mavs. It is so weird. The Mavs were so consistent for so long, uh, just like building and kind of moving around dirt, and that was how the NBA was. 
yep. that you kind of had one guy and then you just moved a little bit around him and you slowly, you could sort of build a team around, you could build a contender around one guy. And now there's so much up in the air, but I, I, I do love that within two years, they swung really young, really exciting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm at least excited to see these guys. Cause it's not like, I hope these veterans that they signed are going to be good. It's like four or five guys that, that are young that I hope do well versus I, I think it's interesting veterans that, that I hope overperform, right? Like sure. or perform no, no, I, to I, what we know they have. Yeah. That, that that's where I am in this in 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 sort of my my current Mavs team cycle. It's like I want to see shit I've not seen before. I want to get mad at new people. I want to see new mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see different Jason Kidd nonsense euphemisms. I don't listen to the ticket very much. Somebody made me tune in and listen to the Jason Kidd impersonator the other day. I about <laughs> died. He get I don't remember who the guy's name was, but apparently the guy's been calling in since like 2008. He has the same cadence. Like Jason Kidd has like the ability to make a mundane like answer where it's like, this is a cell phone. And it's like, it was just, just the sort of weird shit the guy was saying. I was like, I just like, I can't wait for kid to have new things where it's just like, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just a, you know, I'm sure he's going to call himself like a Jedi master or something weird. I, I'm looking forward to it is, is my yeah, point. Yeah. Just like you. Yeah. I, I remember. Uh, it, so I remember when kid played for the Mavericks and my dad making the joke that he's got the personality of a styrofoam, styrofoam cup. Mm. And like that's, that's about it. Like he's just this bland guy. Uh, yeah, it is. It is going to be fun. Watch. I, I am excited about watching the Mavericks. I'm excited to watch Luke and Kyrie for a season. I'm excited. Got, sorry, the chest mad at me. I don't fucking listen to the ticket. I, I I don't mean to kill you guys. Like I don't listen to the ticket. I don't listen to talk radio. I listen to podcasts. I'm not a 70 year old man. I'm going to offend half the people. Uh, the t- the guys the ticket are great. Nope. I just don't I don't have a radio, so it's like it's just never been a thing for me. When I first was graduated from college, I liked podcasts because I worked in a basement. I could not get radio in the basement. <laughs> did you listen? Wait, did you listen to the ticket in high school though? No, because the ticket started in like two thousand two. I left the area then, or maybe more than like late nineties, maybe. No, yeah, it was like, like twenty five years old now. Yeah, right? yeah. So ninety eight, ninety nine. Nine ninety ninety nineteen ninety eight. Oh, I was I a think... freshman in high school. So okay, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I lo- I mean, I remember listening to it in high school. Uh, I listen to a shit ton. I, of I love rock, the ticket. Lots of angry Lincoln Park. Ninety four five. Ninety four five. The Edge. The Edge. <laughs> yeah. That was me. Yeah. Yes, I was. I was a big The Edge guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember buying a um. And I'll have it, but I remember buying. I remember going to a game at the American Airlines Center. With my dad, uh, and after the game, um, the ticket would do the after, like the after, uh, like after uh, post game show, like front, like way up in the American Airlines Center. I forget where it was, but I remember going up there with him, and this this probably was like two thousand one. Uh, I I just got a car. Sports talk radio is brilliant. It's just brilliant, unbelievable. Like they- so I remember going up there and. And buying a CD of the ticket, like the best 
best of like their bits, like the ticket bits. And they had a, they had a, um, there was one, they had one where is the fake Bob Ornigal. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, I hope Bob Ornigal is still alive. Bob Ornigal was just that, that dude's cadence. I can see that being a talk, like a radio. It was, it was, it was so good. I used to, I used to run into him at the, uh, the Tom Thumb by my house. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so I remember buying that CD and it was just the best of the ticket pits. It was basically all Gordo. Um, so yeah. So yeah, I, I'm glad to relive some, uh, some old ticket nostalgia. Uh, with you there or or, or or i mean not the ticket but just just uh old like old yeah, dallas dfw shit. dfw like, well dfw okay, radio so this is completely off base i don't really care did did anybody see the npr tiny desk performance today from juvenile 30 minutes long i've not watched it's fucking amazing i sent it to everybody i went to high school with and here's the real <laughs> kicker and the people who have been around the dallas area forever I tweet. I, I texted it to like thirty friends, and all I said was "Hot 100, Hot 100," because they used to insert that into all their songs, including yep. "Back That As Up" by Juvenile. Anyway, go find Tiny Desk NPR. It's just it's like an incredible thirty minutes. Like just all that. Uh, anyways, what what other mad stuff you have on? Because yep. I have to get to yep. Ruben because I want to go to bed. Yeah, I've got, I, uh, I've got nothing. I'm. I think I'm more excited about this map season than anybody else that's been on the podcast. So no, far on you should life. be happy. Yeah, it let's just be fun. like it. Just it's let's it, it, like you said. It will be different. It if it won't be uh, it won't be Dwight Powell running it back. It won't be Jordan Finney Smith. It will. It, I'm excited about the new guys. I'm excited about the young guys. And and I think if they. Went, my, my, the thing I wanted to ask you about, if they went this route with the draft and not trading the pick for a veteran, they probably ran that by Luca, right? Like, or they, they had to think Luca is at least, they at least thought Luca is in for another year or this, two. Okay, this is a great, this is a great yep. thing to kind of close on. Yep. This current CBA, one of the main aims of it was to make it extraordinarily painful for super duper stars to ask out of the like they want to stop this yeah. oh just sign your deal and then you can get traded later shit that was a key the Bra- bradley beal bradley beal thing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i think the yeah. mavericks have bought themselves some time to unfuck themselves is 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 my short answer yeah so yeah and, right, and, and i like that yeah. yeah yeah all right good we'll talk good, soon good catch on the curve all yep yeah, yeah. Wait, all right all right, so before I bring on Ruben, the, the, I want to read you Scoop B. Everybody know at Scoop B, Brandon Scoop Robinson. Interesting guy. No real comment on the quality of the reporting. He works for Valley Sports, but he says, Mavs and Dylan Brooks' interest is mutual, I'm told. Brooks believes he can fit on the roster with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving and get along with Irving, which just that part kills me. Like, and is capitalized. That means Brooks... Like nobody likes Dylan Brooks. I, I just, this is, it's hard to do. No one likes him. Sources on Brooks' side tell Bally Sports that the perception of Brooks as a bad guy are just not true and that the free agent has more to offer any team than just being a goon or a defender for hire. Well, yeah, I'm sure he does because the man takes 15 shots a game. Ruben, what do you got? 
Unmute yourself. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I was just enjoying this stream. Hell of a stream. Y'all, y'all tell so many topics. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. I mean, I see you laughing because that, that tiny desk thing. Like, like America needs to know about, about Tiny Desk from NBR. I watched it and, and uh, like a little behind the scenes because on some music producer side, Manny Fresh did an interview where he said like all the music you heard from the 90s of Cash Money, he was doing it on this thing that could only do like eight sounds alone. So every song in there can only have like two sounds pretty much. It's so it, like it, it, it's... Um... There's like a modern, and I don't know anything about music. But well, like modern, modern, you can use however many sounds now. But, back but so then, many modern pop songs play the same four chords. Yeah. So it's like, that's just an element of that where it's like all this music sounds like. You're like, oh, I love this song because I've heard it 40 fucking times. That's yeah, why. There's only so many it. keys on the piano. But yeah. Um, I love it. <laughs> but it was rejected. So. But no, uh, I just want to, I wanted to say, and I'll be real quick so you can get some rest. Um. But no, um, I, I definitely like, um, I was a big proponent of going with youth or just having a good mixture of youth. And I feel like, you know, being a Mavs fan, a lifelong Mavs fan, we have a young core, which I could not say for the life of me for like years and years. And I'm, in, I'm including Luca in that as well, because he's only 24. Um, and the people that, you know, may be upset, like you're trying to rush Luca into a ring. Uh, again, as a lifelong Mavs fan, it took it took dirt. No matter what players you put around them, it took losses in the playoffs. It took getting to the finals and then losing. You know that's why I hate the Heat with the passion. Um, but I'm not one of the fans to rush Luca. Um, and what you just said about the CBA, even before the CBA, I wasn't afraid of Luca leaving. Um, anywhere because it just hasn't happened it I, I i mean you know you can say kd and i mean and and harden but harden kd westbrook were all on the same team in oklahoma and i would want to leave oklahoma for a cheaper contract um but that's just my bias uh being from texas but I, the real I, challenge with with team building around any of these trans like what you would call like your lebron james your anthony davis theoretically your Zion Williams who just keeps getting into his own trouble is if you're constantly rushing because you're worried about them leaving, you kind of create the situation where they want to leave. So how about you just build the fucking team? Like I'm going to be really interested what San Antonio does because they're saying like, like they're going to have to hold Wemby back because he's going to want to win a bunch of games. And honestly, it doesn't serve the team. It doesn't not in the long term. Well, I think you, I mean, looking at where San Antonio is at, Yes, you have your superstar now. I unless he is like Luca and kind of literally Luca playing so well, pretty much forced your hand. You it's hard to lose with good players, and we haven't seen Wimby play, you know, in in the NBA. But I would be okay. I, I believe in Wimby, but I just never seen a, a player built like that sure. um, and, uh, since KD thrive in the NBA. So I'm not going to go off and say, sure. yeah, you know, it, it, they can still build with youth and uh, organically just because, hey, you can play good, but the team you're on is just shit right now. And nobody wants to play in San Antonio right now while rebuilding. Um, but um, I said that to say this, but I'm I'm glad we have, I don't think we're done in, in free agency. I didn't see any trades. 
Um, we still have the MLE. Um, we can still move some pieces. Um, but I do, I am super, like John said, um, I've, I love being excited about young players, watching young players, because it's, it's just a different energy. I don't watch the Pistons, but, you know, with the moves they have made, like, today, it's kind of, like, it's got, it piqued my curiosity. Like, I'm not sure where they're at in their rebuild. You have Cade, you have um, Ivy. Um, you have uh, one of the the uh, Thompson twins now. You have um, uh, Wiseman. Um, I think they still have what's the the year old guy that uh, they wanted the Mavs to get. I totally forgot, but they have him. They added some other pieces in free agency um, just today. So I'm kind of curious to see them um, where they'll end up because I think they're above the peak to where they won't have like a bad, like a high pick anymore. Um, and I had a quick question for you, sure. um, if you don't mind. Um, is the the pick we still owe the Knicks, is that still protected? Top 10, yeah. And then after, if, if so, if like shit were to truly go raw again, then after that, it, it somehow transfers into two second round picks, which I don't understand how that works because Mavericks don't have a second round pick until Christ returns. So, <laughs> so right. Don't get it. Don't understand. A lot of a lot of stuff I don't understand. This is and why I'm, I brought I brought CBA Mavs on because I was just like, dude, I don't I don't get accounting. Can you hide? I, I love that pod, by the way. Um, and the Dylan Brooks thing. <laughs> I feel like Dylan, you hate Dylan Brooks until he's on your team. I almost like Pat Bev. And I, I saw people screaming for Pat Bev to be on this team if we could pull it off. He takes a, like he would have to change the way he plays on offense entirely. Like people don't he's shot more times per game than any Maverick we have had during the entire Luca era, other than Kristaps Porzingis and Kyrie Irving. Think about that. That's a <laughs> lot of players. He heaves. If he took like eight shots a game, sure, he takes 14. So well, he who else changed his mind? It, who else did they have in Memphis though? You know, Jaws working on his three. Bain is I mean, the only Desmond top. Bain, Jaron Jackson it, that, Jr. It. It, it can't be from one person, or I'll just lock. I'll just double this guy. Who else gonna shoot it? Like I mean, I, it's just it's pretty wild that like the season ended and they were like, <laughs> get this guy the fuck out. Like but yeah, I, I'm super excited about the Mavs. Um, I I love it. I can't wait to see what they do. Um, with trading, I. I think we still got a couple more moves, but yep. um, with the young guys, I, I'm I'm more like you, Kurt. I hope, uh, and that's what before I leave. If we resound Powell, I feel like Powell is a crutch for the coaches. Yeah, yeah, he does the coach thing right, like you know. But you don't want him. You don't want a coach falling in love about the little plays that he does, and we know he is shit on defense and rebounding. Like, it's a, it's just a crutch for J-Kid, and I hope we don't fall into that, and I hope Lively uh, gets, his, gets as much time, but I hope we do pick up maybe like a, a vet, not a high-dollar vet, um, to, you know, take some pressure off of him until um, he gets in his groove. Um, but thank you, Kirk. Great pot, and uh, I'll keep this listening. Thank you. This was fun. All right, guys. Um, great time. Just after midnight here. It's July. Everybody get 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 excited. 
Got a couple more days of free agency. Stuff will probably pan out. If something big happens, I'll maybe record again. Otherwise, I'll try to record a Tuesday on Josh. Um, Summer League comes up. I'm heading to Vegas Friday. I'll be I'll be there um, trying to do some, some boots on the ground stuff insofar as I can. If you're going to Vegas, seek me out. I'll come say hi, uh, particularly at the arena. The Mavericks play some good day, daytime games. There's also this weird thing going on up there called NBA Con, which I'm going to try to go to. It's a literal NBA convention. The tickets are like $300, so if I can't like get a media credential, I ain't going because I ain't made of money. Um, thanks for hanging out. You guys are great. What a interesting start to the offseason. Everybody be good. Go Mavs. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.